Bloody Elbow presents the Hey Not The Face podcast, the show that brings you the business side of combat sports, including contract review, financial analysis, fighter pay issues, and more. Hey Bloody Elbow podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content if available at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, John S. Nash, joined by his producer, Steffi Haynes. Hello, and welcome to Hey, Not the Face! With your host, John Nash, and your producer, me, Steffi Haynes. And today, we have basically a hodgepodge, but the main topic is something that isn't even MMA, but it does relate. But first, John, how the hell are you? Good, good. Tired, but good. My elder brother was in town visiting, so I just, I, just an hour or so ago, I dropped him off at the airport, so got rid of him. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. It's been a couple of weeks since we last did one of these, and this one's a really interesting one. Um, a big story over the last two weeks, last three weeks, it basically has nothing to do with MMA. It's a completely different sport, but for a lot of reasons, there are tons of similarities with MMA and a possible Endeavor connection. That story is the one involving the PGA Tour and leave. So my first question to you is if you could please give us a brief summary of their planned merger. And what exactly is leave? Well, first we have to go back. There's something called the PGA Tour for people who aren't familiar. And that is an organi- it's an organization that organizes professional golf tours. In other words, the tournaments themselves. So there's multiple tournaments, you know, the Metropolitan Open, the North and South Open. You know, they, you just go back, Sawgrass, the FedEx Cup, all these tours, all these events are organized by the tour. And they keep track of the, the golfers. Uh, who get points to move up then, and then the, they win the prize. They they or, they organize this so that the professional golfers have a tour to go on and earn prizes. Now the the, the golfers themselves, the pro golfers, are members of the PGA Tour. It's a it's an association that has these members, and it's a nonprofit. Uh, and on several, there's a board that runs it. So there's you know half are pro golfers, the other half are business uh, leaders that uh, give business advice. So there's some player involvement in the running of it. Now, a few years ago, there's there's been for several years, players have been upset because they think the tour has not been giving enough money to the players. They've been, there's been a lot of complaints about that. Even though it's it has player involvement, it's supposed to be player run, it's not, a, it's not fully player run. And so there's been a lot of complaints that the money has been going to all these other endeavors besides the, the players. So there's been some complaints. So, but 2019... A competitor was announced that was going to appear against the competing against the uh, PGA Tour. And originally that was called the Premier Golf Tour. Eventually the Saudis got involved. It became the uh, Leave Tour, which is uh, L-I-V, the 54 it really means, uh, the Roman numerals. So the Leave Tour, and they have they had tons of money in backing, and they threw hundreds of millions of dollars at players, just huge, huge amounts at players. Uh, in fact, if you... Last year, I think the PGA Tour's prize money was like $436 million for 40-some events, or, th- yeah, about 40-some events. 
and and for 14 events with 400 million dollars in prize money so almost the same amount of prize but a lot less matches you had to take part in was what leaves prize winning was so they they threw tons of money to compete the 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 management the heads of the PGA tour Jay Monahan one of the the, the who's the uh, commissioner of it he begged players not to leave they they supposedly threatened players they would cut them off of certain events if they did he begged him not to leave to join this competitor because you know one of his arguments was it's being sports washing for the Saudis the Saudis are using this leave to sports wash to the to cover up a lot of their uh, human rights violations to make their country look better their government and so he asked a lot of players. A lot of players took him up, like Tiger Woods and others. Said we they turned down massive offers from the the leave to join that tour. And then out of nowhere, he basically said they're going to merge. They're going to they're going to have a part. They're not going to have a merger. They're going to have a partnership. And that's somewhat important because the DOJ, the Department of Justice, uh, has some say over mergers and partnerships. And they also have been looking into the. Uh, the PGA Tour for some of their practices. There's been complaints brought up of them trying to block people from joining leave, which could be a potential antitrust violation. So, anyways, that's the two. The two are now going to apparently going to merge by the end of the year and have one tour. The 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 leave tour. The Saudi money is going to put a ton of money invested into the PGA Tour, and everybody's going to be happy. Everybody. Well, everybody's going to be happy in the sense that the people that run the tours. <laughs> And the people that have to find ways to pay off the players for both that don't, who don't want to compete against each other anymore. But a lot of the players are not happy. A lot of players are furious because they they turned down massive amount of money from leave to stay with the PGA Tour because they thought it was the morally right thing to do. And now they're now merging with the the leave tour. The people that they turned down that that was it was morally wrong to do business with. And so it's like, well, we're we're working with the people we said we're not going to work with. On top of that. I'm out hundreds of millions of dollars in prize money and, and and guaranteed money I could have taken to go there to be with the same people where we are with now. And so there is gonna be there's a lot of golfers that are very upset. And a lot of people, a lot of fans are upset about it. A lot of people don't know what the future holds uh for the two, the 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 partnership. So it's there's a lot of questions going forward. But it's it's interesting, we'll get into it because if people paying attention, they might have noticed some similarities in the idea of uh, market power and antitrust and competition and monopoly and independent contractors in this case that we have, uh, which we talk about a lot with another sport, the sport we focus a lot of time on. Quick question. Yes. PGA Tour, is that the same thing as the PGA? Well, no, the PGA Tour is split off from the PGA. Okay, this gets complex. Now we got an old, the PGA Tour is the organizers of the professional golf tours. The PGA or the PGA of America the Professional Golfers Association of America, the PGA of America, originally started as the club professionals. You know, the people that were at the golf clubs that worked there and made, you know, help people, trained them, stuff like that. Then, though a lot of them were professional players, and so the professional players eventually, I came in the 70s, split off into a much more professional league that focused on the, the professional league, the players themselves, and that became known as the PGA Tour. You started talking about the Department of Justice investigating the PGA Tour. There's a lot of hubbub in the gossip vine saying that they might actually try and block this. Uh, Could you break that down for us? Well, the DOJ started investigating the PGA Tour because the PGA Tour had taken some actions against players 
uh, that were signing up for leave. Basically, they're saying if you go if you go play in this uh, this opposing promotion, this competing promotion, this permitting tour, you could you are completely cut off from competing in the PGA Tour, right? And and the DGA Tour is looking at it because in a weird way, this is this is some anti this is anti competitive behavior because you're basically telling independent contractors or each individual businesses that you are going to punish them, right, for going to for taking another job when there's nothing in the guidelines, there's nothing that says you have to be exclusive, right? These are not, these aren't exclusive promotional agreements. They are members of a tour. They sign up, they play, they gain points. They go on to the next tour, they gain points, they win prize money. There's, there's no, this is not, again, these are not, these are not businesses. This is not a movie studio signing actors. This isn't a boxing promoter getting exclusive rights to a boxer. This is in many ways like the sanctioning organizations, uh, of the of boxing if the sanctioning organization said wba said you cannot compete for the wba if you don't sign with us and play with us exclusively right that there's there's an anti there's a restraint to trade argument there against them now they the problem is because they started competing with leave when leave showed up purses prize money i should say not purses purses boxing but the prize money that the, the golfers made has skyrocketed since leave showed up is that going to so, stay well that's the probably the question that's probably why they're going to merge is they don't want the prize money to keep going as fast as it's gone i'll get to that in a second the prize money before leave showed up for the seven years before this alternative golf uh tour showed up the pr- prize money grew at about a 2% annual rate in the uh, in the PGA Tour. In the four years since they showed up, they made their announcement in 2019, it's grown up at about 12% per year. So prize money skyrocketed from $279 million in 2012 to 2019, I think it was $322 million. And now this year, it's supposedly going to be like $563 million. Good Lord. So just blowing up. And on top of there's all these other, others, these other bonuses and all these other things they're doing. They're just just pushing money towards the players. There's benefits, all these benefits. In fact, the benefits, the the total package of outlighted compensation to golfers is now supposedly over 800 million, about 55 percent of the revenue. So it's a large amount of money. And it's interesting is after, so in other words, after Leaf showed up, the money has gone up. The total money package has gone up several hundred million dollars to the players. And so that's a sign. On top of that, the players also have gotten several hundred additional million for this competitor. So that's one is a sign that the PGA Tour probably could have paid more. That's a sign that there's competition driving up wages. And so now the DOJ under the Biden administration has taken it as kind of their, it's it's long been, it's been something that they're supposed to do, but it's been a kind of abandoned by the antitrust division. But the Biden administration wants this to be a very a big focus is they're looking at monopsony power, you know, the power to control labor wages. And so because merging the two gets rid of competition, they said that's the, one of the reasons they want to merge them is so they're not competing against each other. That could impact players' income, salaries, because it prevents the competition from driving up wages. That's something they're against. And so they, they might block the merger. Okay. The whole point of this particular conversation is because it sort of mirrors what's happening in MMA. Could you draw comparison, say, between fighters, for instance? Oh, easily. Easily. This is very much what we see in MMA and what we don't see in MMA. For one, uh, 
because the top fighters can't leave the UFC. See, this is the one of the major differences. The PGA Tour didn't have the players locked up. Some of the top players got to leave. And so an alternative promotion, an alternative competitor can put a lot more resource in it because they have the availability of the top players. And when the top players have a chance to leave, get an offer, you can see that wages go skyrocketing. And we're, this also like we see this in boxing. But a good example is Ngannou, right? France Ngannou, heavyweight champion, big, big, big figure in MMA. But for most fighters, even heavyweight champions, they don't—they're not making nearly what he got with his current offer the, the, from the PFL. The the reason he got that offer is because he could exit his contract. When you're a free agent, you have actual, you have multiple offers. We. We, we just know that from fact, from study after study about athletes, about pro athletes, when they enter free agency, their pay goes up. Boxers, we've seen it. We've just got a lot of economic studies that show that when, when athletes don't have ties to anybody, especially the top guys, that's specifically the top guys, their wages can skyrocket. And we saw that with Nganu. The closer he got to actual free agency, the more the UFC kept offering him. Why? Because the risk was that he was going to leave and his value got more and more. Now as a free agent, he's made... He's getting paid eight to ten million dollars a fight, guaranteed. And the, what I'll, on a, we'll go to uh, just on a, a just on a side journey here. There, there's a simple reason we know how much he's getting paid because he entered MMA competition like boxers do. We know what top boxers make, unlike top MMA fighters, because there's a lot more people that have knowledge of what's being offered to them. So in Ghana and before and other most MMA fighters, they talk to just their promoter. UFC or Bellator, and they get an offer, and then they resign or not, right? That's the only negotiation. So there's only two people that know about it. But here, Francis, he 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 negotiated the UFC. He had advisors, so that's extra people. They didn't come to agree with the UFC, but then he went to all the other promotions, talked to them, told them what he wanted, and we know so we know what other people were offering because he went back and forth. And so you have not just him and one promoter, you have him, his advisors, his managers, and four other promotions. So you have like multiple times as many people are aware of what's being offered by everybody. And so it's that much easier to find out what's being offered and then go to multiple parties and compare and go, okay, that's what he's making. That's what he's getting offered where you can't do that in MMA usually. So that was just, uh, I, I think that's, I think it's interesting. If there's more free agency, you would see that more, that more information would leak what, what fighters are making. What about <laughs> Sean O'Malley or Aljamain Sterling? Well, that's a good example too, because they can't leave the, the promotion, right? So Aljamain Sterling is the champion, right? And people say, oh, he's not a big draw. Well, he might not be a big draw, but the UFC, if you look at their track record, every pay-per-view is basically headlined by a title fight, right? Just an occasional, there's only a handful of Conor fights. Uh, I guess the BMF title, they've done that twice. Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. And uh, Masvidal, in, uh, I think a pair of Masvidal fights might have been uh, or maybe just one versus Colby Covington. I can't remember exactly. But those are the only fights since they got an ESPN that don't have a, a, a title fight. So there's an exclusive number of people that are willing to let headline a pay-per-view. Yet he can't use that as leverage to get more than what he's getting. And we know what he's getting. He said in an interview he gets $400,000 guaranteed to show plus pay-per-view points. So not a, not a tremendous amount of money when you compare to the similar weight class in boxing, 135 pounds. Right, we see what 135 pound boxers are making. They're making multiples at the title level of what Sterling is. 
And so he's not getting a lot. And then you have Sean O'Malley who says, my presence alone on our fight is going to double the pay-per-views. So let's say that's true. Maybe he Sterling said his last event did 250,000 pay-per-views. If O'Malley can add 250,000 pay-per-views, that's 12, 13, $14 million. Well, actually total for ESPN, that's closer to $20 million in additional gross revenue. And yet O'Malley said he has no pay-per-view points. Neither one has any leverage to get more money out of the, the money they're adding to the promotion. And so you look at leave is that the stars, because they have the ability to leave and go to this other competing promotion or boxing, which is similar, the fact that boxers have the ability to go somewhere else and compete for the titles, the championships, they can demand more. And uh, Colin Coward had a, a great comment that kind of sets this up, too, where he's talking about. The, the, what fans want is they're not interested in seeing the 35th or 37th best golfer. They want to see the top ones compete, right? Well, that's the problem that MMA promotions have found is all the top guys are locked into the UFC. And so unless they can go somewhere else to get people compete, bidding for them, the top guys, the prices don't really skyrocket. But when Leave showed up and the, and the PGA Tour didn't have exclusive contracts with these guys, they had an opportunity to go somewhere else that would pay them a lot, lot more. And then the PGA Tour had to raise the ante to kind of keep a lot of these guys. To access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Podcast production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcast and you will get new shows throughout the week, including the MMA Bunker and MMA Tete-a-Tete shows with Kid Nate, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection main card and prelims UFC preview shows, the sixth round post-fight show, the Show Money podcast, and the MMA depressed us.